With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There it is. The final NBA strategy show of the regular season is upon us. We're going to have a hell of a day today. I'm excited to talk a little bit of basketball because it's going to be uh, a little bit of a fun ride for this one. Lock is at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. I believe the final game is at 9 p.m. Is that when the Rockets tip off? It's either 8 or 9. So uh, we are going to be having a hell of a day today trying to figure things out. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by my Friday partner, Ben Raza. Ben, how are you? Mm, mm, I'm only going to communicate in groans. I'm all right. Happy Friday. This is going to be tricky, uh, and that's an understatement. The I wish we had, just the way it worked out, like one of the drama-filled Western Conference games today. That would be pretty cool, but we saw that all yesterday. Blazers too close for comfort last night, but they are, uh, they've got their chance now. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, a Karis Levert buzzer beater away from sending Portland home. Uh, should not get to that point. Mello was bad yesterday, real bad. He did make the most timely three, though. I will give him credit. That was, they were teetering, they were da- down five, and he hit a huge three. He was god awful. They should have used Whiteside more. Lillard took a half-court shot at one point and made it. Yeah. A lot of stuff. In, in, in one motion, just cache, straight cache. I just, I don't know. I Nets are scrappy. I do give the Nets credit. They are a scrappy yeah. team, but well, there's just no excuse for it being that close. No, not at all. Part of me is kind of bummed that we don't have Spencer, like at, at least Spencer Dinwiddie there. That could have been a, a big-time Big time upset, like one of the most legendary NBA games ever, just because of the stakes involved and how this is probably never going to happen again. Here's my question for you. It's not really DFS related. Do you like the play in game? Do you think it should exist moving forward? Um, I like the concept of it, but I think we need to do a, I don't know exactly what we need to tweak, but they need to tweak something. I saw uh, someone mention that they should do that same sort of play in for the eight. Same sort of scenario, but both as long as both teams are above 500. Otherwise, you just it's just the top eight. I just don't ever care. Like, 
it's the what at best like 16th best team in the league I, I don't care how we allocate the guys that are going to get their ass kicked in the playoffs into the playoffs I've never really understood this yeah you have opportunities like I I always find it crazy in college football that happens sometimes or honestly March Madness is the best example where teams yeah. are complaining about the bubble like you're debating whether you're like the 68th or 70th like yeah. do better I don't and care if Seton Hall gets in at 16 and 11 or whatever yeah. Don't complain. Just win more games. Uh, I do think it sucks, obviously, like most do. Suns did everything they could, and they still didn't make it. I wanted to see them in the Blazers. I think most people did. But all in all, like, again, I'm not on team Blazers are going to give the Lakers trouble or Grizzlies. I think the Lakers are going to be just fine. Tweeted it out uh, while you were on your betting show just before this. Um, Yeah, not a fan at all of the Blazers. In 454 possessions with Dame, CJ, and Nurkic on the floor, obviously the three best players on Portland, they're a minus 1.2 opponent. They are shooting 40.4% from three. I'm going to go ahead and say right now that's mildly unsustainable. Opponents shooting 74% at the rim. Uh, they're just, they don't have anything for the Lakers. Barring an injury to one of LeBron James. Yeah, of Davis. No. I think like most teams that are high octane, could they outscore them in a game? Maybe. Uh, can they beat them four out of seven? No. Uh, so we'll see. I'm excited to get it going. I think everyone is. Chad, I know it's been tough lately. Like you're playing a different type of DFS here. It'll be nice to get back to real rotations and real minutes projections and things like that. Yes, it will. This is the final day of the nonsense. And let me tell you what, it is nonsense. I sat down this morning. I woke up at 5.30 to start going through these rotations. And it was not fun. I got to Miami and it was just a sea of Qs and red Xs and all sorts of other little icons that I wasn't really sure what they were. It got so bad that I tweeted out my top 10 for FanDuel, DraftKings, and SuperDraft. And the first thing that people say is, Gabe Vincent is out tomorrow. And it's like, okay, if that's where we're at right now, I I missed the Gabe Vincent news on my first draft. I I can't help you. This is going to be um, incredibly difficult. Lucky for us, we will know the Toronto Raptors and Denver Nuggets starting lineups before lock. Tune into Live Before Lock today, 12.30 Eastern time. So um, coming up in two and a half hours, it'll be myself and Chris Fags breaking down as much as we possibly can on Chris's last show at awesomeo.com. And then stay tuned after Live Before Lock. We are having a bit of a happy hour. We're all just kind of flying in on a Zoom call and just going to shoot the shit with Spags, just talk basketball, random stuff. I wish that 130 game had like some stakes so we could have sweat it. Blazers game? Yeah. Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can watch some golf. That'll be fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll be in there. So I'll be sweating it as we send off Spags the right way. Listen, if you're going to play, this is, uh, we, it goes without saying every slate, but now more than ever, you better be able to pay attention all day because things are going to change. I'd be pretty stunned if your lineup that you set prior to one thirty is your lineup uh, after the nine o'clock game. So keep that in mind. There will be people who will still set it and forget it. Not a lot, but you will pick up uh, dead entries in these fields if you can pay attention. 
Yeah, if you cannot be around at from 115 to 130, 4, 345 to 4, 615 to 630, and 845 to 9, you should not be playing DFS today. No, Just go gamble. Full stop. Yeah. Go bet the ponies at Saratoga. Like, there's other things to get your uh, – it, it's incredibly negative. EV. Like, you, you're not going to be able to wade through these waters. There's too many unknowns. I mean, Josh, we were talking before the show, and you already mentioned it. It is a sea of red O's. Like, it's – every minute, it's another domino falls. Yeah, and even dominoes aren't falling. I don't even know who half of these dominoes are. I'm looking at one site right now. This is just for Miami and Indy. I'm going to just read off the statuses on these guys. Out, Q, Q, out, out, Q. Probable for Kendrick Nunn. Out, 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 Q, Q, out, out, out. All of those outs are relevant NBA players. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, Goran Dragic, Sabonis obviously out. Turner, Warren, Oladipo, Q tags on Brogdon, Goga Batadze, Andre Iguodala, Jay Crowder, Derek Jones. What? What do you do with that information? Schroeder, Paul, Dort, Shamit, Beverly, all out in the Oklahoma City Clippers game. We got to treat it kind of holistically. We'll try to talk about the strategy and plans as we move forward. But please, since you're getting in here, 340 people, hit that like button. need to get that one north of 100. It was pretty good uh, yesterday on Live Before Lock. We had a dual show. Spags and Alex just... Not a great job of getting those thumbs up. I took care of it. I took care of it. Got north of 500. You honestly might have a whole new career on your hands. We should hire you out to come on shows just for that. Like maybe I'll bring you on the betting show beforehand just for you to pump up my likes. Get that. I know. I need need like some sort of like related nickname. Rejected Batman villain. Um, Yeah. I don't, (laughs) I don't know what we'll have to think on that. Okay. Um, one place you can play today that I think would be beneficial for you would be Super Draft. You don't have to worry about salaries. And honestly, uh, on the other sites today, you also <laughs> don't have to worry about salaries. So we will talk about that later. But you only have to worry about multipliers on Super Draft. So if you have any beat on a guy that doesn't normally play, that's going to play 24 minutes, he's going to have like a 1.8, 1.9, even 2x multiplier. Those are the guys you're going to need today. We have basketball contests at Superdraft, baseball, MMA, NASCAR. NFL is going to be here so soon. It doesn't feel like the NFL season is here at all, but it is. If you want to try out Superdraft, go to superdraft.io or download the app in the App Store, uh, either App Store that you need. Use the promo code AWESOMO10, A-W-E-S-E-M-O-1-0. Get yourself $10 on your first deposit of $10 or more, or... If you make a deposit of $100 or more, you can get $20. I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan of the Superdraft product. I really like not having salaries and having the freedom to roster whoever you want. So check it out. Superdraft.io. No limits. More winning. I don't get the sense that talking about this on a game-by-game basis is going to get us anywhere. Uh, We don't have the information to do so. So all we're going to say is, Maybe, 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 I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I don't think that's super helpful to anybody. So let's kind of approach it um, from a more holistic strategy aspect today. When I tried to set my value metrics to find, like, instead of just looking at, oh, did this guy go for 5x? I believe that you need a, a constant in that equation as well. 
So you can adjust for guys being cheaper, needing more points than guys that are expensive. On a day like today, when two-thirds of the guys that play are probably going to be sub-5K guys, salaries are essentially not going to matter. I, I, I guess I'm speaking my opinions. We'll, we'll see where you land. I don't think that salaries are going to matter today. Your, your main key is simply identifying the people that you can think are going to be like the eight highest scorers for the day. That can come from anywhere on the salary spectrum whatsoever. There is not going to be an issue with you fitting in anything from a salary spot. Positions might matter, but you're just trying to grab total points. Do you see this any differently for a slate like today? No, not at all. I mean, this is a, I I will say, even though this is brutal, it does bring in new strategies and new wrinkles that you don't really have to think about from like a, I don't even want to say it's from a game theory perspective, but it's kind of like that. Like if every salary, if there were no salaries, your object objective would be to just pick the highest raw points. It wouldn't matter. And then you would add in, well, if everybody knew that Harden would be 99% owned and then is it worth it to fade him? And that's the whole wrinkle. We're kind of in that type of situation today. Like we don't have, pivots in each salary range. There are dead zones. There are, you know, totally different arbitrary things that you can do in each lineup. So I kind of start my slate with that. I mean, we have James Harden lurking out there. He's going to be, I mean, how high do you think he can get? See, that's the question because it's all sort of how much does he play? He's fully rosterable no matter what how many points do you need out of James Harden ends up being the question. I don't think that he's out there long enough to matter. So I, I don't get the sense that I would want a lot. Do you think he gets more than like just a generic first half run? He, I mean, the guys that we need to worry about are basically Harden and Kawhi are the only guys north of 10 K on DraftKings. Harden and no one else are north of 10K on FanDuel. So how many minutes do you think someone like Harden and Kawhi are going to play? That should base your decision. After that, if you're not getting Harden or Kawhi, it truly doesn't matter about salary. Everybody else is 9,400 or less. Yeah, you can basically pick who. I just, I mean, I, I was more speaking from like an ownership standpoint. Like, do you think Harden could see, I'm just going to throw crazy numbers out there, like 75% ownership? I don't think so because I don't think that anybody's going to want to go to him like that. But I also haven't looked at our ownership yet. So let me pull that up now. I mean, I I do think there are scenarios. Oh, he's Uh, 86% owned on drafting. So ignore me. Okay. I mean, I don't think he'll get that high. That's what about 91.7 on FanDuel? (sighs) No, I don't think he'll get that high there either. That's, I mean, that's just insane. But that concept from a raw point standpoint, even if he's on the, you know, middling minutes of a first half run and whatnot, it might still be pertinent because if you don't use the salary, like say you leave a ton of salary on the table, it's not like you get paid out for that. You just start with dead money. So like those points that Harden can accrue, you're like 1v1ing him against guys that are $4,000 cheaper. And yeah. that's where it gets a little tricky. Not to mention, James Harden is playing in the final game of the day. So you're probably jamming him into, at at best, or at worst, the guard spot. At best, the utility spot. 
And if we find out something weird happens to Harden, then you're swapping into Chris Clemens, Michael Frazier. Don't hate on Chris Clemens. Campbell. Uh, the Campbell Camels. Fighting Camels. Uh, uh, right up the road. It, I mean, I, I can say this with almost certainty. Given what I assume James Harden will do, if he is 92% owned on FanDuel or 86% owned on DraftKings, I probably don't want him. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, yes. I would... When you're talking about that, I know you're not banking on things, but like... Anything could happen. And when you're when nine out of 10 people have a guy, you're talking about if you didn't play him and he tweaks an ankle early, you just like cash. You have now cashed the tournament. Uh, that's ridiculous. I don't think we're going to see that. But we do have to talk about the slate as a whole. It's easy to say, roll the dice. Where do you roll them? Like, does that mean you're more likely to play Kawhi? Or are you saying, I'm just going to start like leaving a ridiculous amount of salary on the table. How do we really build lineups here? <laughs> it's a fantastic question. I'm going to pull Alex. I wanted to ask you because I didn't want to answer it. I don't, I'm not entirely sure there is an answer. Everybody that I look at just keeps like grading out insane. Okay. So Alex is projecting James Harden for 52 fantasy points, which means he, he thinks he's just playing like 30 minutes. Yeah. I look, I know that, D'Antoni is sort of a savage when it comes to this stuff, but can you really, and it, when you know that Russell Westbrook is already hurt, can you just let Harden get out there and get just truly wrecked potentially? I, I don't think you can. I, I mean, I see it. Me and, and D'Antoni are quite different. Like I wouldn't be playing guys like I'd be resting Giannis in the first round of the playoffs. If I was the buck, like I would go extreme. I don't, you don't need guys till you need guys. Uh, I, I would say, no, I wouldn't play them, but they are going to, if he play, I'll tell you this, if he plays like 35 or 40 minutes, that would be one of the dumbest things I've seen in a long time. If James Harden plays anywhere from 30 minutes or above, uh, I think that his ownership should be a full hundred percent. They should also fire the coach, but that's a different story. Very true. Um, yes, yes. Because because then it doesn't truly matter how he plays. No. On a raw points potential, he in this slate he will just be needed. Right. He, he if he plays thirty minutes, like he's gonna have more than thirty fantasy points for sure. Yeah, and, and that's probably all you need. Conceivably, like fifty or sixty, and that will be a must. I think Kawhi probably plays like the first half. I just, I don't see these guys being able to play, like, I don't see the reason that you would play anybody in these minutes, any legitimate minutes. The, the Clippers are facing the Thunder. The, there's nothing to play for in any of these games. The Thunder are already sitting Chris Paul. Schroeder's gone. Uh, the way that uh, Steven Adams has been banged up, it makes me really surprised to think that like he would be out there why would Kawhi Leonard play 30 minutes he wouldn't 
but he to me at this point like I'm starting to think that he might (laughs) but I I have a tough time with stuff like this because it it just truly in my mind doesn't compute like how could you do that I have no idea Um, I have no idea I mean so with Oklahoma City yeah if Adam sits like I mean this is where of course you've got you got Basley is SGA gonna get real run I mean, he kind of just plays no matter what, right? Yeah, I mean, he's going to – someone's going to have to Alex play. gave him 24 minutes. And ownership-wise, he's sitting, yeah, around like 20%. Um, yeah, I guess seems- maybe we should touch on some of the, like, the monster ownership numbers and see how that sort of dictates what you're doing. So on DraftKings and FanDuel, number one – is James Harden, which we've already mentioned. Kawhi is at 71% on FanDuel. Uh, not the same sort of scenario on DraftKings. He's only in the 20s. Uh, the other real chalky guys on DK, Tyler Hero, which makes some sense. Uh, the uh, the Heat are going to be without most of the guys that have a heartbeat, which, you know, means Tyler Hero is going to be gunning. I believe Duncan Robinson is also available. Okay, so Bam is out. Jimmy Butler is out. Goran Dragic is out. Gabe Vincent is out. Kendrick Nunn is going to need some minutes. He was out of the bubble for a bit. Uh, so that feels pretty safe. I expect Tyler Hero to soak it up, so I get that ownership. TJ McConnell is in the 40s. Edmund Sumner in the 40s. Robert Covington at 38. Anything stand out to you there do, like from a positive way or a negative way? Yeah, Edmund Sumner is uh, this is his moment. Uh, no, I mean it, it's a pretty. Ob- this is what happens on slates, and normally in a real slate, you know, it's stars and scrubs. We just don't have stars, so there's going to be a ton of value guys, and I'm not stunned to see them soak up a ton of ownership, particularly in this Heat Pacers game. When you talk about Sumner, hero, like to me is as safe as it comes today in terms of you know, at least getting his chance to produce. It's just, again, the t- you have to think about it in a large, so, so think a large field GPP. You've got Harden. Now you've got these punts. There's not a lot. First of all, it's only four games and there's a ton of guys not playing. There's not a lot of permutations when you start taking these spots out. Now you've got five yeah. spots for how many guys that are really playable. Um, this is where it gets tricky. Like, where are you leveraging? Because so far we've done no leveraging. We've just talked about the very obvious guys. Yeah. There's no limit to the amount of salary you would leave on the table, correct? Um, No, not really, but... Like, if you walked through and built eight guys out and you were like, oh, shit, this is uh, 39,100 or something. So that's where it gets tricky, though, because this is... It's still the NBA. Like... With other sports, we talk about this all the time. You know, Mike Trout can go 0 for 5, and some jabroni can hit a home run. We are minutes are in flux, but like James Harden will still outscore random guy at the bottom. Like yeah. he will. So to a, to a point, you can leave a ton of salary, but like if I'm 1v1 wanting Harden versus some bum, I still think Harden versus Alizé Johnson. Like, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, how can you reasonably not 
go to that. Yeah, I mean, if you're making a build on DraftKings and you get to like 47 or 46, feel free to keep going. Like a couple thousand is just going to happen. Oh, that's I'm talking like where you can take the difference between Harden and like a min price guy. I don't think that that's a smart idea. For right now, I agree. Um, so let's talk like this. And this should, I'd like to think this is relatively obvious, but I think it's important to talk about it. This is more important on DraftKings because of the way that the roster construction goes. You should be building your lineup based on the time of the day. You want your earliest players to be in the one spot only. So you, as many early guys as you have, you want them in point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center. The later the game is, you want those in the guard spot, forward spot, or utility spot. If you're putting, if you make your lineup and it fits, but you have a Raptors Nuggets guy in the utility spot, fix it. That's just full stop wrong. You need to leave yourself as much flexibility as possible to make changes because you're going, as we get news, like if we find out at 615 that Kawhi is out, you need to be able to have as many opportunities as you can and as many permutations as you can for moving those guys around. If you have Kawhi Leonard, like in a bad spot that now, now you're in trouble. Now you have to find say a small forward. That's tricky. You got to build your lineups correctly today. It's more important now than it ever is. Yeah. It's just about giving yourself multiple. You just said it, so I don't really need to repeat it. But like you may only have three or four guys who are even eligible to pivot. And that's in the utility. If they might not be small forwards, then what are you going to do? Exactly. Like you're going to be playing a made up person who's not playing that, but don't do that. So. These are. This is where you can come bad because I know this is very tough. You can make up some of your edge by just doing the things you can control. Build correctly. Realize what you're trying to do. The plays themselves, I don't want to say they're not important, but you can lose your lineups before these games start if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, uh, the error bars on a projection today are massive because it's not just – what do you think this guy's like talent level is? That's the easy part. But if every person coming into a game can play anywhere between eight and 38 minutes, then uh, there's going to be a little bit of bounce on what you think could possibly happen. Just a little bit. Yeah. This yeah, is not uh, minutes. And I mean, you guys know this, like in the NBA, if you roll, even if you're not a good player, if you get 40 minutes out there, you're going to be just fine. Uh, so you could almost make a case that crunching by minutes is the proper way to play today. <laughs> as weird yeah, as it if, sounds. If they were easily projectable, that's the problem. Yeah. Like, what do you do with, yeah, that's the, with Joker? That's the problem. They're not. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think he gets much run. The good news is we'll know it. But they've got enough big dudes that Jokic doesn't need to be out there a lot. I figure that he and Plumley get out there for like 20 minutes. They give a couple minutes, like they've got Noah Vonley they can throw minutes at. You know, obviously Paul Millsap or Jeremy Grant can drop to the five. So Jokic would be a guy. We haven't projected for 50% ownership on FanDuel. So I, I think that's just a product of, and I, listen, I'm just as guilty of this as other people, but this week, this day, it doesn't matter. People naturally want to fill out their salary. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I need, oh, I'll like Joker. He's, he's playing, he's in, I'll use him. Like it, your mind is not trained to 
want to take someone way lower, way less known, someone that 99 times out of 100 would be outscored by Jokic on a slate. So I think these guys will get artificial ownership just because people don't want to leave a ton of money on the table. So, like, (laughs) even in that game, he's 50% owned. Mason Plumlee is nine on FanDuel at 3,600. I think I would rather just have Mason Plumlee. <laughs> like this is where, again, I'm going to go to golf comparisons, but like, what do you think the chances raw points that Mason Plumlee outscores Joker today? I mean, it's like it giving everything I know right now, I'd set it like 60, 40 Jokic. Yeah. And what, what's the ownership difference? 50 to nine. Yeah. So you're getting five to one on that, uh, you know, yeah. in a pseudo coin toss. Yeah. Think about that. And I don't disagree with either of them. No. And it might not even be Mason Plumley. Like they might play Noel Vonley 38 minutes today, just because since Mason Plumley will certainly play during the playoffs and Noel Vonley, they might just make him leave the bubble. <laughs> it's he's, he's not a part of the team. Today is the day you shouldn't use an optimizer. That was in chat. I that I don't agree with at all. Yeah, I mean, I have no real... I mean, it's just, you should absolutely... You want to be able to see these different combinations. And even more importantly, the optimizer is going to lay out your lineup correctly. It, that's or that's key. If you're using Fantasy Cruncher, it's putting everybody in the most optimal spot in the lineup. That's important. Yeah, but like stuff like that, the Mason Plumley one is is really big. Like Mason Plumley's 3,600 on FanDuel. Uh, not that that matters or anything, but you basically play Mason Plumley, and you're already perfectly fine and ready to go. Like you can get hard and you can get everybody after that. Oh, there's no doubt. It's just, God, it's, it's Alex says, Alex says Jokic for a pretty big projection, 38 fantasy points. He's giving Jokic. Let's see how many minutes. 26 there but uh, i mean again i'm not breaking news over here of course the more minutes you give these guys that's where that's coming from like i don't if you know nikola Jokic is playing 26 minutes then you're gonna want him that's yeah i want to be clear to people like when we're saying some of these guys we may not like the spot it's not we're not saying we don't think they're gonna play well we're saying they're not gonna have the opportunity like if Joker or any of these normal guys play 30 minutes, they are in a beyond nuclear spot. But how the hell are we supposed to know that? And in games that mean nothing, I tend to say that they're not going to see those type of minutes. If any, if you hear anybody in this industry talking about like matchup or so-and-so team is good against small forwards, immediately turn them off. Stop reading the article. None of that stuff is a thing today. There are no matchups. There are no, this team's good against a position. I don't generally speaking, look at that stuff when the day is, when it's like a real sleep. On a day like today, you're not getting like actual baseline lineups for more than eight minutes at best. No, the the film room's not going to help you today. Uh, Probably doesn't help you Mm. ever, but especially not today. (laughs) Um, But I, uh, I just think that this is the type of slate you need to, I mean, you're going to have to make assumptions just like any slate, figure out which one of these guys up top you think has the best chance to play that 30 minute threshold 
build around them. You have the obvious punts and then see what's left. You know, you're going to, you're going to be able to go anywhere with those other spots, but we know that we know the obvious punts. We know the eligible candidates up top. And then we've got a lot of mid range guys to choose from, which is where the money will be made today. Yeah. This would be a good spot to pay close attention to the guys you think are going to play the most minutes and the guys that are the highest, generally speaking, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Fantasy point per minute scores. Like the, the point six guy that doesn't play all that often, that's going to play 20 minutes. You could safely still avoid him. There's going to be a lot of guys that are really productive in limited minutes. Normally, those are the guys that I kind of want to grab during a boost. I don't think that we should touch too much on this Raptors Nuggets game. I think Spags and I can cover that. We're going to get lineups for it. So mm-hmm. getting hypothetical on the game, the, the one spot we know we'll get information down the line seems useless to me. So I want to start in reverse. And I think that we should at least a little bit talk about Rocket Sixers. Do you think there's any chance that Joel Embiid plays today? No. That one that would be seems, quite surprising to me. That seems on a different tier but of like, we're talking about Kawhi, Harden, Joker. Those guys, I I mean, clearly they seem to be playing in maybe limited minutes. Embiid should not, and I, I'm going to say will not play tonight. That would be crazy. That whole entire organization gets should get snap fired if Joel Embiid is on the floor today. Lava. Yeah, that's Just, fine too. I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if we need to kill them. No, but. no, lava. It just, just no. It like they're that's not going to happen because it's not. I would agree. So then that leads me to the rest of the Sixers. Center is going to be uh, a fairly popular spot to go in Philadelphia. I'm going to sort this down right now. No, I don't want. Where's team? Kylo Quinn season. It. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. But it's not even just him. Like you have Pell potentially soaking up the minutes. You have Mike Scott potentially soaking up additional minutes. Like Alex right now isn't expecting it to be Kyle O'Quinn. It's more Mike Scott. It's more Norvell Pell. But do you really want any of those guys? I mean, Kyle O'Quinn coming off of the the near triple double. double. Yeah. I mean, and Chad's bringing this up, and I do agree with like Mike Scott is the type of guy. I mean, he's not shy. This reminds me, we did a show a couple of weeks ago when Jordan Clarkson was obvious chalk, and we didn't really like him, but he's the type of guy. Like he gets in there, he will just shoot. Mike Scott, he is tailor made for the slate. I don't even disagree with that. I like O'Quinn more than you do, though. Uh, I think if you're agreeing with, I think I like him more than what Alex has right now. I could see him really getting some run here. Yeah. So I had him projected with significantly more minutes than what Alex has. Um, And look, we're all taking our best shot at it right now. Of course. Um, These things are permanently in flux until lock. Changes are going to be made constantly. I like the idea of going to O'Quinn as well. 
<laughs> and then the next guy that I end up looking at is like Howell Neto. There's no ownership coming into this Philadelphia team right now. 14, po- hold on, 17.8% of the DraftKings ownership. So 17.8% added together of 800 is only coming from Philly. I think that's important. To me, that says that they're getting underrepresented. And I think it's a really good spot to try to find out who you think is going to play more for Philly. So guys like Shake Milton are people that I'd be interested in in this scenario. Because if he does play like normal, gets like 24 minutes, I think that he'll shoot a lot in these sorts of spots. He got really hot before we had the break for uh, quarantine, just shooting the lights out from three. He's the type of guy that I'd be interested in looking at here. I'm surprised to see that no one's going to Philly. I think people are just, again, a little unsure exactly where they're at. And with the way the slate falls, I feel like they kind of fall salary-wise in that, you know, you take Embiid out, Simmons, of course, out. They're all like, they're, you know, their main guys are in that weird middle range. Like you have a ton of cheapies cheaper of course and you know more solidified and then you've got joker Kawhi, harden type so i I feel like that's why they're not fitting in like you know horford tobias richardson they're weird not weird prices but just a little awkward for the build i guess that makes sense to me um similarly on the houston side it's james harden aggressively covington covington pretty aggressively and no one else. Someone's got to be shooting here. Like, should Austin Rivers be way more interesting in this spot? Should Chris Clemens be way more interesting in this spot? There are guys that are going to need to shoot if it's not. Like, if you, let's say you are fading James Harden. You have to be making the assumption he's that someone from the Rockets are going to be functional. So that's a different conversation, though, I, I think. If you're fading James Harden then there has to, your favorite play of the slate should be a rocket, in my opinion. Yeah, like That's different than playing Harden and saying like, eh, you know, I don't mind these guys that you just mentioned. I I think Covington's fine. And if you want to punt with a guy like Clemens, I get it. But if for some reason you don't use Harden, the only way that works, someone by definition has to smash in Houston then. There's no way around it. I think you have to be, if you're trying to get away from Harden, you have to be taking a really close look at Austin Rivers, Ben McLemore. I mean, I think like it, it's not totally associated with Harden, but like if Bruno gets more minutes, he's going to be gunning, I would imagine, from who knows where on the floor. It, yeah, that's just different. I, I guess my thing is take Harden and put him in your lineup. Now, when you look at guys like Clemens, it's not that they aren't viable, but are they as viable as the Subners of the world? Like there, there are other guys. It's not like we're scratching the surface to find guys in those ranges. You know what I mean? Yes. You're just pivoting ownership down. Like rarely, this is one of the only slates I've ever remembered where you're talking about massive ownership pivots in the three K range. Like you rarely <laughs> yeah. see that. No, that, that's why like low price chalk is usually good in the NBA because there aren't alternatives. Yeah. Now it's only alternatives. Yeah, that's what's bizarre. You're funneled 
Like if you want a certain roster construction, you have no choice. You have to take the backup point guard who's going to see 35 minutes and is 3,800. You don't have to do that at all. In fact, you can make an argument you want to avoid those guys because there's about 10 other ones with a similar price and a similar minutes. I don't want to say production, but you have your, you have your chances to make those pivots. If you're building a lineup today, Mm -hmm. what's the first thing you're doing? My assumption is putting James Harden into utility, but I'm open for other thoughts. Yeah. I mean, also I think your best bet in those situations is also leaving a second spot open somewhere, not just one. So you're saying like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this right now on my screen, uh, I am trying to build a lineup and I have Harden and Covington and utility and forward, okay. not as placeholders, but just because they're in the last game. And I, if I, I would be fine using them. If I'm using uh, a piece of Houston, if I'm using James Harden, I want to make sure that I have at least one other piece of Philly Houston for making more optimal late swaps. So this, again, what I have on my screen, and it's not like I'm tied to this, I'm just doing it on the fly. On the other side, I have Neto and Mike Scott. Uh, I've got that core of the last game. And then, you know, I'm looking, you've got the heroes and the Sumners of the world. And then I would have a couple spots. Like you'll have the salary to pretty much do whatever you want. This is where it gets tricky though. Like Kelly Olenek, Joker, Kawhi, is it other guys? I think if you can nail these two spots, you're going to see a lot of teams that start with the framework we just talked about. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, Jamal Murray, uh, not that I'm trying to give out like picks on this one, uh, Mm -hmm. 7.5% owned on DraftKings. I like him if he gets like first half rotations. Guys that will, if they make like two threes, just completely keep shooting are guys that I have some interest in here. I don't need a lot of the, like, Tory Craig-style players. Well, no, I mean, when this is especially a slate, there are some guys whose only asset is that they, you know they're going to give you a lot of minutes, and they just add peripherals by just being out there. You got to be careful about that. This is the type of slate you need guys who can get it done. Say you get it wrong and they only give you 18 minutes. Well, there are guys on the slate who can still get there for you. Like there are other guys. If they don't get the minutes, you're completely done. It's just over right off the bat. This is not the like Royce O'Neal style player day today. (laughs) Samuel D'Alembert stacks. Don't, don't do that. (laughs) Like you, you need a guy who can give, like I said, there Jamal Murray, if he got going, even if he doesn't play a lot, even if he plays less than you expect, he could still be very viable. He's the type of guy that can play 18 minutes and have 36 fantasy points because he made eight threes in 15 minutes. You need that out. You're not banking on that, but you need that because the minutes are not – I don't care who you are. We're going to do our best, of course, to project. The minutes are not going to fall accurately. There's going to be things during the game that are going to change wild deviations that nobody can predict. So give yourself as many outs as possible. So I mentioned Philly having the least amount of ownership on the slate for DraftKings. Toronto is second um, at just 44% total. Chris Boucher is at 24%. I think that's a 
I think Chris Boucher is relatively safe. Um, Ibaka is a little dinged up. So I, I just think that Boucher sees a couple rotations. Norm Powell is at 14%. Everybody else is in like single digits type stuff. I think one of Lowry or Van Vliet is probably getting overlooked there. Uh, they both played 24, 25 minutes on Wednesday. Given the way that they usually play, I think that's safe again. I think they probably play like a full half and that's about it. I want to get to some of these Toronto guys too, particularly probably Van Vliet. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, they traditionally, of course, they run a tight rotation and it's not going to be that, but it's also not going to be a full, like these guys will be out there for a bit and they kind of fit what the build, like I said, that I was talking about, you could use two of those types, big time players that are, you're hoping middling twenties. If they give you that 30 at like, that's going to work possibly on a slate like this. Do you have interest in, like, I know we're not going to go too crazy with picks themselves, but, like, RHJ? I'm just such a sucker for that guy. I don't know. Every time he's on a slate, I'm like, ah. So if Boucher were – if I thought Boucher was going to get less minutes, I think I would would like to pivot to RHJ. Or if Boucher's ownership was higher than it is right now, like 24%, I don't think it's high enough that that scares me. Yeah, uh, RHJ is at one percent, um, but we're talking about it like an extra quarter of a fantasy point per minute for Boucher in general. I don't get the sense that their minutes would be wildly different, so I, I would rather bet on Boucher. I don't want to bet on Duan Hernandez or Paul Watson, though. Those are two guys that I have projected for Toronto today. PJ Dozier. Ah, uh, we're going to Denver, eh? Yeah, I just, I mean, like you said, you and Spags are going to be able to dig into this game. Yeah. More like that'll be the game that has the, like, if, you know, be able to project it the best of the four just because we'll be closest. So, uh, it, let me ask you this. Do you think it is a strategy? Cause I'm just trying to think a little out, you know, outside the box to maybe have some teams that load up on the first game, figuring that we have the best information, uh, leave a couple spots open on the back end and then try to pick it and not leave yourself six choices, eight decisions as we get later in the day. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any issue grabbing things that I feel like if once we get starting lineups for Raptors nuggets, I don't have any issue at all trying to like sort of like pseudo game stack that game with what I think is the best that's going to happen. You almost have to treat a slate like this as a four game showdown. Yep. Raw points matters the most and you have to construct a narrative with all of your pieces. If you're taking so-and-so player on one team, there's probably an analog on the opposite side of that that you're looking to go to. Um, more so than any other day, I think you really need to be cognizant of the way that the guys you're selecting fit together. And I think it's it's nuts. It is. And you could make the argument too. Like if you really want to be, I don't want to even say different. I think a lot of people, everyone who looks at the slate is saying the same thing. And they're going to look to that first game. If you want to say, you know what, I'm going to treat it as a three game slate. Don't take anybody. Also viable. And then build, like, you know, build for a four o'clock slate. Most people in astronomical will have at least one guy and say the game underwhelms. You're going to be able to filter out pretty quickly. So there, there are ways to do it. I couldn't agree more on what you, I was thinking that as you said it, the showdown mentality 
of telling a story with these games. I know it's a four game slate, but you have to actually have that in in a situation like this because you can't build normally. It's just not possible. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing so many overlaps where raw points matter. Salary doesn't really matter all that much on a showdown slate. You know, you're trying to figure out a path that works best for you, minimize dupes. Good luck getting duped today. If you have a duped lineup on something like this, boy, you probably bought it from somewhere. (laughs) People will, though, because there will be a lot of people that don't understand. It's okay to, like, if you go... How many lineups do you think you can make that end at 50K? How many can you make? Like that are that reasonable. I'm saying like people oh, will. A lot. That's the problem. See, I don't, I, I see that differently. Like, like what I'm saying is. If you Maybe I'm not lineup, understanding you. I'm, I'm saying on a slate like this, if you are determined to come close to 50K, knowing what we know, you're going to have the same punts and harden as everybody else. And there's a good chance that your 2v2 will be duped with many other people because there's only going to be, if you have two spots left and you need to go to 50K, there's not that many players that add up to that number at that point. No, that so I totally agree with you there. I think that way too many people will have 50K today. Me too. That's how you get duped, I'm saying. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on, we're, we're on the same page. I was yep. just, I think, a little confused with the, the way that it came out. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a confusing person. No, it's probably just me. Um yeah, Eric uh, Eric in chat says, this is a deep reserves day. It is, but I also think, okay, there are eight guys in a DraftKings lineup. How many people will be in the winning lineup of the main tournament from DraftKings that are starters today? Uh, you want me to like, throw an actual number out here? Yeah, just like hypothetically speaking. I'd say like four. Five, yeah, four is what I was going to say. I, I, and in a way, I was going to say more than most. I think would think like I first thought if I had to like snap answer, I'd be like, oh, like one. But no, because again, that's where raw points come in. Like, yeah. yes, the the guy can eight x and have a huge multiplier, and he could lose to to Van. F- I see what I'm saying. This is what I'm talking about. How in the world do we get six snap answers in chat, and they're all two, and now, and now it's all three. All three. <laughs> Chat's very coordinated. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it, if it's like when Lowry puts up 32 today, you know, and that's, and then some 4K guy goes seven and a half X, if you had the salary, Lowry would actually be the choice. As weird as it sounds, more so than any other day, getting the chalk correct either direction is going to be your most important thing because there is going to be a sea of dudes that are 4% owned or less that score 25 to 30 fantasy points. and could be viable, but won't matter at all. But if you've got one of these like 40 to 60% dudes and they play six minutes, you're going to be shit out of luck. Oh, you're done. And then it begs the question with so many unknowns, especially with some like punt type guys, is it worth it to just say, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. Like I think there is a reasonable enough chance just the minutes aren't there for these guys. And I can take out a third of the field. I'm not talking about Harden, but like, you know, someone who's going to be 40% owned. If you have five other choices, is it worth it to say, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go elsewhere. And if I get it right, you know, half the field is dead. 
All right. So I've been going for a bit now. 800 people in here listening to us talk shop on the NBA. Only 151 likes. Guys, this is the final NBA strategy show of the regular season. Hit that thumbs up. And what? I was just going to say, honestly, I mean, I'm not complaining. This is great. I truly enjoy doing these shows. This is as difficult of a show as it gets, though. Like, I, yeah. it is really tricky to talk about this. Like, I'm trying not to talk in weird hyperboles and speak like True Detective Season 1 style, but it's just, there's not a lot to say, and you can't really hone in on plays. Um, so hit the thumbs up for that alone. I, I could not agree more. It would be perfect for us. Let's just try to get as many as we can on a day like today. It, it's just a full weird one. So let's just, I think we should just open it up to some questions from either Slack or YouTube yeah, chat. Yeah, and look, if these are like plays type questions, I, I don't have a lean on random guy from the Clippers versus random guy from the Rockets. Like <laughs> I got nothing for you on, on stuff like that. I can say, go look at our projections. That's the best that I can do. Yeah, I mean, what I'll say is me and Josh behind the paywall, we do premium office hours yeah. where we go in and we answer anything, really. It's kind of like an AMA. And on Fridays, we kind of uh, used to do that on The Daily Show. So if you have questions, process questions, like, you know, drop them in. We'll take questions for a little while. Uh, hot Take True Detective Season 2 was better. That's a, that's too hot, my friend. Never saw it. Yeah, there's a reason. You saw Season is that 1. The- uh, like the first three episodes. I didn't like it. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't like it. <sighs> yeah, I don't know about that. Um, what team do you think has the most to prove or figure out today? I, I'm not sure any of them really do, to be honest. I didn't even... Where's the, what? Oh, yeah. Uh, nobody. Yeah. No one. That would make it easier. I wish that was the case. Yeah. Basically a must play? No. But he is a play. I mean how much you you really like sort him? of. Okay, see well, I don't like eleven him. so really, okay. So he's eleven percent. We're projecting eleven on FanDuel and ten on DraftKings. See that I mean he might play twenty eight to thirty minutes, and at, at which point then yeah, sort of. I mean, but, especially if he's owned like that. But is that assuming that Steven Adams plays? And then when he sits that his own, like, if that's the case, I'm wrong. And I would, I would clearly jump on ship with you. I just assumed if Adams is officially ruled out that his ownership will creep up towards the, I don't want to say the very top, but it'll be a lot higher than that. Alex is giving Steven Adams 20 minutes right now. Baisley 24. Okay. Hmm. I think Baisley is probably under owned given what we know. guess fade harden for gpp you you cannot make a fade or play distinction on harden yet um i agree with that you should i don't it's probably not in your best interest to full fade him from the jump you at least want to build if you're playing multiple lineups you certainly want to be building some with him in a spot that you can swap out of later because it affords you that flexibility. Whether you want to get out of him down the line or not as more information comes out, I think is reasonable. But I can't imagine making the decision to full fade James Harden today just because of his ownership. I'll, I'll say this. 
I don't think it's crazy though, if you're building enough teams to build a subset of teams operating under this, the notion that James Harden is not playing today. Like Agreed. remove him from the slate and build. Agreed. But make sure that you're making the adjustments to the rest of Houston and how no, that matters. I'm saying literally remove him from the slate and re redo everything. Minutes, projections, like that. Uh, yeah. Don't just say I'm going to take him out. But yeah, you can do it like that. That's how I would suggest. Okay. Let's see. On the top two rough point scores. Yeah, I wish I did know that. Um <laughs> I don't even think that I could confidently tell you what team one of those guys would be from without saying that it's probably just a one in eight chance of getting that right. So this is a good question. I, I like to hand build 10 to 20 lineups when modifying lineups later by hand, I end up duplicating lineups and two X entering contests, not plus EV. Is there a way lineup builder to prevent this? I don't know about the last part, but you know, I hand build lineups as well. And, and what I would say is, just try to break it up into quadrants of five, like build, build five, build five, build five and build five and then adjust. Like don't just build 20 and then be like, all right, let's see what happens. Yeah. I also don't necessarily mind if you end up running the same lineup more than once, if that's the way that you have to late swap. Like sometimes you're just going to be sort of forced into that construction. Um, it's not the worst thing in the world. I wouldn't want to do it over and over again. Um, I'm losing that question. Where is it? Uh, when you when you win a lot of money on DraftKings, yes, it appears like any other. I'm trying to think more about that question. What? The making like duplications as you so, go on. Yeah, I mean, you just if it, it depends on what context he's talking about. If it's a accidental thing, that's bad. But yeah. I. There are times all the time I build a lineup and I enter it five times knowing that ultimately it will be like two V2s at the end. Yeah. And I will start splicing on the fly, but I don't do that by accident. Like I'm aware of what I'm doing. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, and in golf, question. you can't pivot. So it's different, obviously. We've got a question in premium Slack. How would you suggest adjusting the minutes for Houston if Harden is out? Um, <laughs> that's a good I question. Wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know. Uh, surely Chris Clemens ends up playing a lot more. Michael Frazier plays a lot more. Uh, one of Austin Rivers or Ben McLemore probably becomes a guy that you're going to want to keep a close eye on. I don't get the sense that they'll play Eric Gordon a lot. House hasn't been playing, so I don't see him being the benefactor. If, if Harden is out, it's probably Chris Clemens is the biggest benefactor. Um, I, unless D'Antoni is going to go like full on savage and play Austin Rivers 36 minutes. So if Arden sits, what do you think that does to Covington? Not much. I don't think it matters for Covington. Okay. Because just because I, I think what would happen in that situation, especially if the news is late in the day, everyone will go to the, uh, you know, the, the highest priced Houston player. Like if you have Harden, people will just straight pivot to Covington. His ownership will be immensely higher. And I don't necessarily yeah. think it helps him that much. It could also just funnel people to like Tobias Harris too, especially if Tobias Harris gets named as a starter in that game. Um, even though he might play, you know, 18 minutes. Let's see. What else do we have here popping in? 
Let's see. Why are we discussing Harden when Westbrook is injured? Well, we can't discuss Westbrook. Yeah. I mean, if you were saying, why aren't you? Yeah, that would be. Well, he's the most. He's 92% projected owned on FanDuel and 86 on DraftKings. He's like the guy that we need to talk about the most. <laughs> it's true. I mean, you're, you're slate. It's not a, it's not a decision you're going to be tossing and turning with, but bef- your number one decision on the slate first is what to do with Harden. Most likely yeah. it's going to be to use him and then you go on. And there is a 0% chance you're putting him in on, in any one of the individual possession or positions in your lineup. Yes. If you do that, just send me the money immediately. Correct. It says Harden yeah, won't I play. I, I, I don't think that's impossible, but you then you need to start preparing. That's why I'm saying build some lineups as if he's already out. It's so hard to trust the Rockets. Yes. D'Antoni. Well, guys, yeah. we're at 11. We made it an hour. 814 of you in here now. 235 likes. If you guys want to get like crazy savage and get that to 300, it'd be really cool. But I don't want to be too pushy. I'm going to be back in an hour and a half with Chris Spaggs for his final Osimo show ever, unfortunately. Uh, he and I started at the exact same time, at the exact same start at uh, when the company started, you know, two plus years ago, uh, doing shows to not a ton of people. And really just, I don't think, being very good at it. Uh, we've gotten a lot of reps, myself, Spags and Jake just we did a lot of shows out of that first year as much as we possibly okay. could over and over again. Uh oh, now what? Lowry is sitting. Okay. It starts. Kyle Lowry listed as out. Pascal Siakam listed as out. Oh yeah, uh injury report just hit. So let's pull that up quickly and then we'll get out of here. I don't think there's nothing behind us, right? No. Okay. Eleven AM injury lots. report is out. Uh, Raptors, Ananobi doubtful, Serge Ibaka doubtful, Lowry out, McCaw out, Siakam out, Van Vliet out. Pacers, Goga questionable, Oladipo out, Turner out, Warren out. Miami, Adebayo out, Butler out, Crowder questionable, Dragic out, Iguodala questionable, uh, Derek Jones Jr. questionable. No new news in the Clippers that we don't already have. No new news in the Thunder. Embiid questionable, GR3 questionable. Houston added no one to their injury report. It's just Russ. Oh, we have an MLB show. I'm a moron. Um, Right behind us. Oh, yeah, we do. All right, guys, thank you for joining us. Hit that thumbs up. We're at 272. My bad. Wasn't even thinking about it. For some reason, I was flip-flopping them like they already happened because I saw you guys lead in uh, to the show. So thank you. NBA, MLB strategy show coming up right now jason floyd greg Aaronberg, and greg Aaronberg, nba live before lock 12 30 myself and chris fags from 12 30 to 1 30 and then happy hour com- coming immediately after that strategy shows are over bye yes sir